0: guys, thanks for joining us again. This is Charity and Ozzy, and we are Haunted Hops. First, we're going to start with a little beverage. <laughs> we're going to try to get it open. <laughs> <laughs> you can only know the snafus that we have had today. So <laughs> we're starting out on a very fun note. Um, I'm going to pour a little beverage while Ozzy decides to talk about what we're drinking today from Elder Pine. <laughs> what we're drinking today is called, sorry, I can't stop laughing
1: right now. Uh, Phantasm Cleaver. It's a
0: thyola thiali- The I, <laughs> We cannot say the name of this. I've never seen this before. <laughs> it's called by a, by a lager. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. We've had a wonderful day today so far. So I promise we're not drunk yet, but um, the label on this is so freaking amazing. It is a cleaver and it's on a black label and elder pine is really cool. It's in Laytonsville, right? Laytonsville, Laytonsville, Maryland. Yes. And I actually just recently went there because they did a, uh, Puppy yoga class. It was Ooh. awesome. It was with Canine Rescue. Uh, we'll put that in the show notes also, so that you can go rescue a puppy. And if anyone knows charity, they know <laughs> how much she loves puppies. I do, and I have two of my own little shits. And I uh, <laughs> and I help other people when they want a dog. They call me, and they're like, "Hey, where should we go, or what kind of dog we should get?" So. I don't believe in that adoption is for everyone. I hate when people say adopt, don't shop, but for primarily, yes, if you can adopt, do it, but know your breed, know what you're getting, know what your family can handle. Cause otherwise this is why they end up in shelters. So, right. And I know I have a Newfoundland and if you don't know what you're getting into with a new fee, Oh boy. Anyway, um, so we're going to start off today, uh, we wanted to talk a little bit about a few oops that we had, um, because, uh, actually, well, let me start with the artist, uh, artist Ozzy bit that um, she is creating our logo. Oh, goodness. I'm going to talk about what you did and how cool it is. What does it look like? It is a uh, blended
1: hops and a heart that is being squeezed by a monster
0: Exactly. There's blood and guts everywhere. No, I'm just kidding. No (laughs) I'm not trying to creep anybody out, but um, it's amazing. We're going to have it. I think we already put it up, but we're, uh, we're working on it. Just, you know, a little bit of font things and trying to perfect it and then see if we can resize it. So Facebook and um, Instagram will actually put the whole thing on there. Uh, but we have a few oopsies that we wanted to clarify over the first episodes. One was... Um, oopsies? Yes, oopsies. What do you mean, oopsies? <laughs> my brain fart. Um, <laughs> trying to remember who, uh, who uh, the creator of Psycho was. We said Stephen King because we were like... Oh, God. We no. both were like, oh, yeah, you know, Psycho. What was it? What was it? Uh, Stephen King. And then I'm like, what an idiot. I, and one of my friends did say, Charity, you're an idiot. Um, it was Hitchcock. <laughs> As everybody in the world knows, except for me, apparently. Uh, and we were talking about him because he was the inspiration for Stephen King's The Shining, where the, the woman was inside the shower. Yeah. And Stephen King said that scared him more than the psycho bit where you were in the shower and something was coming at you. They're both scary to me. I don't like either. So um, the other was Rick's episode. I was almost sure that um, Rick had said at some point that Lisa refused to stay there, but um, Lisa did say that her and her daughter did stay there on a couple occasions, never had any encounters, um, but they were drinking up on the roof and uh, pretty sure that um, Frank was just enjoying the company of beautiful women up there. Mm. And he was like, I don't want to scare them away. (laughs) So I did buy the book and- I'm gonna get it and we'll post any photos and see if uh, I won't put side by sides because Rick still doesn't. I don't think he wants his picture or name in sure, there. So, yeah. but uh I will let you know if they look alike. And if you know us, you guys will know if they look alike or not. <laughs> um anyway, we're gonna start off with my story, or were we gonna hit were we gonna touch on your let's, night hairs or no? We can. I don't know how they
1: it might fit in better later. So let's start with yours. Okay. So yeah, we'll- I know you've got a really
0: good story lined up Uh, yeah well I think so so um, I actually decided to do a little research on the Haunted LaLaurie Mansion in New Orleans Mm. Um, it is um, actually located at 1140 Royal Street in New Orleans but most of the uh, locals only refer to it as the haunted house and it has been closed to the public since 1932 Uh, the cool thing about that is though no one's allowed inside Nobody has even, like, filmed inside or anything. Um, even with the American Horror Story, who chose the um, uh, the coven as, you know, they, they, um, they filmed it based on that. Um, that was the third season, if I recall I think, correctly. I think it was, the third mm-hmm. season, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that was actually, um, uh, I guess, Madame LaLaurie was the premise of that story. Right. But that was not actually filmed there. It was filmed at another house called Herman Grima House, which looks creepy, But is not rumored to be haunted. Where is that? Is that still in New Orleans? It's in New Orleans, yeah, somewhere nearby. But uh, but but scary looking, as I think, imagine most places in New Orleans are. Um, But uh, they are talking about the Conjuring. I think they got permission to film Conjuring there. Yeah, no, I know, I know. I haven't seen it, but you have.
1: So this would be like Conjuring. Four? I believe so. Because they've
0: had three. Right. And that was said in 2021 that they were going to do it. So okay. apparently they got permission. So we shall see. Um, but when I say it's closed to the public, people have owned it. So, hmm. well, I mean, it's not like I wouldn't say that they've lived there, but people have owned it. Um, but let's talk about Lalaurie. We're going to briefly dive into a little bit about her. Um because, you know, I don't think that she's an awful person. I don't think we need to glamorize her life at all. Mm-hmm. Other than the fact that they called her the socialite serial killer. Mm. And um, they also called her the cruel mistress of the haunted house. Uh-huh. Some cool ass names, but. We might want to give a brief disclaimer
1: that some of the. Details that you're going to share are a bit gruesome, gruesome, a little gory.
0: Yeah. Not that I think any uh, people are letting their children listen to our podcast due to language and gore, but this is a little bit more gory than some of the other stuff we're going to cover or have covered. Right. Um, Correct. That's great. So Marie Delphine McCartney was born in March of 1787. And I have to say, I mean, she was a sociolite, very wealthy family. Uh, She was a bad, bad girl. Now, when I say bad girl, in this time frame, she was only 13 years old when she had a scandalous affair with a 35-year-old oh. high-ranking Spanish officer. No. Yes. Yeah. I mean, ew. Like, ew. Ew. 13, 35. And I know you got married young in those days, but this wasn't like, hey, marry my daughter or any of that. This was, she was having an affair. I mean, hmm. man, damn. She is yeah. just, damn. Um, Anyway, I, I kind of think that karma got a little bit of her in the beginning, knowing that, I guess, what kind of psycho bitch she is. Because her first husband was killed uh, returning home to her, trying to return home to her, her his pregnant wife, on a ship when the ship hit a sandbar off the shores of Havana. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then, I mean, and then he died. And she gave birth to a daughter shortly after that and moved to New Orleans. Uh-huh. Husband number one. Husband number two was a banker, merchant, kind of of jack-of-all-trades man, and uh, she had four more children with him, but he died in 1816, but we don't know why. Um, It wasn't like any foul play that I I could see, but um, when he died, he did leave her with massive debt. Mm -hmm. Now, she was a self-made woman. She somehow managed to make all that money back and become very uh, wealthy again, and uh, pretty much all on her own. Mm -hmm. I don't know how, but she did. And then number three, husband number three was Dr. Louis LaLaurie.
1: Uh-huh.
0: And the story goes that she was having an affair with him. He was a much younger man. I think like she was 40 and he was 25. Interesting. Uh-huh. Okay. And so she just flipped the switch and said, uh-huh. oh, no, you know, I want to be a cougar.
1: <laughs> and
0: uh, he was a he was a back doctor, like he was somewhat a twisted chiropractor, like he had all these. Devices that he would um, correct people's bodies, and she supposedly had a daughter that had a had a, a disfigured spine. Okay, so they started seeing each other for treatment, and then one thing led to another, and she got pregnant out of wedlock wedlock with him. Oh, I
1: see.
0: Um. Now they had a couple of children, I believe, and uh, but their marriage was very unhappy, and he moved out in 1834, and that's when they say she snapped. Snapped, but she was crazy. Anyway, um, the year before that, in 1833, a young slave girl named Leah fell to her death in the courtyard. Mm. And there's some, it's like, we don't know if she was eight or 12. Stories change up. But we, we do know she was a young girl, mm-hmm. was brushing her hair, uh, Madame Lollery's hair. Oh, I see. Hit a snag. Mm. And you know, that hurts. But mm. I mean, hit a snag and enraged LaLaurie who went and ran and got grabbed a whip and was chasing her to beat her. And the girl fell from the balcony and died. So mm-hmm. the council held an investigation because obviously she fell from the courtyard. So they couldn't cover that up. Some neighbors saw a girl fall, called, you know, the cops, or I guess called, do you call the cops back then? <laughs> and like, Hey cops, yo, what's up over here. Uh, they, they, they reported it. And, um, the slaves were set free, but somehow one by one, she bought them all back. Wow. Yeah. Unfortunately for the slaves, um, you know, she supposedly went mad and got like super crazy after her husband left. It was just very upset. Um, and just started taking it out on the slaves. Mm -hmm. But I honestly don't feel that was, I think she was doing it already Mm -hmm. based on all the things we hear. And I'm kind of thinking that the husband had some stuff to do with it too, given, His profession and what he was doing. I just, I don't, I didn't see anything anywhere. So, I mean, I can't accuse him, but I mean, it just seems a little weird based on some of the things that they said they saw in the house that a doctor wouldn't be involved. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Mm -hmm. So anyway, um, a seven year old woman slave had been, uh, chained to the stove And she tried a a suicide uh, attempt by setting the house on fire. Wow. So it was a big fire in 1834. Set the house on fire in a suicide attempt um, because she was afraid of being sent to any of the rooms upstairs. Because if you went to the upstairs room, you were never seen again. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So this is where they did experiments or, um, well, get to that, actually, Mm -hmm. whether they were actual experiments or not. Um, But no one returned. So during the fire... Said husband was supposedly there uh, at the, the at the house, not in it, but I guess outside, and a judge pointed, politely asked him, said, hey, you know, we should get all the slaves out, and he basically told him, he's like, yeah, one should mind their own business. Uh, he wow. was, didn't want anybody to go in uh-huh. and see what happened. So, so that means he was complicit. He was definitely complicit. So we know he may have not done anything, but he definitely knew what was going on, and and didn't do anything other than cover it up. So the judge ordered the townspeople to break down the doors. So they did. And what they found was absolutely horrible. I mean, they were, the, the slaves were starved, horribly mutilated. Uh, they just looked just absolutely wretched. They, um the uh, townspeople actually managed to carry some of them to the mayor's office. And give them food and and water. Wow. So you're saying carried because they probably couldn't Yeah. I mean, I'm sure maybe some just had them on, like, Ugh. you know, helped them, but they a lot of them were carried over to the mayor's office because wow. they were just um it, there was just so many stories of what they looked like coming out. And um, I just say starved, mutilated, mm-hmm. and and just like horribly disfigured in mm. in the fact that they had some had broken bones oh. that were like reset in different positions. Oh. That's why I'm thinking the husband. But, yeah. Um some suspended when they, when they went into the house, they found that some were suspended by the neck with limbs stretched out or torn. Oh. An elderly woman, a feeble elderly woman was dead on the ground with a deep wound on the head. Another woman with an iron collar and chains and had also heavy uh, irons at her feet. Um, and then they said that most of them that were up there were uh, head to toe and scars. And um, one man even had a large hole in his head. Oh. body area head or neck and none of these slaves were identified by name mm-hmm. um, so I don't know if there was no record keeping of her slaves or if there was um, you know the fire had just kind of obliterated mm-hmm. everything um, but the the mob there was a mob the town formed a mob gathered at the house to demand that the law come take LaLaurie now mm-hmm. she was I guess in another part of the house so uh, maybe the whole thing didn't burn down and when they realized that no one was coming, they started to get more and more angry and started to try to storm the house. And one of her, her coachmen was a slave. His name is Bastien. He brought a carriage around and she escaped. Wow. Yeah. So she gets away and the mob just goes in and starts demolishing the house. They're like knocking down walls. They're just, you know, they're just going crazy on this house. Um, when she fled, there was a, there was a route that she took. She, she didn't go straight, uh, to Europe, but she took a route to get there. Um, she made no effort to emancipate any of her slaves. Mm-hmm. I mean, shocking, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we didn't expect her to do that. Right. right. But not even Bastion,
1: mm-hmm. not even the
0: coachman who helped her get away. Mm-hmm. She just, thanks. See ya. Um, but you know, where the, uh, exaggerations come into play, some say they had broken bone, bones, reset into weird positions, mm-hmm. unnatural positions. Like one woman apparently was in the shape of, like, she could only walk in the shape of a crab. Um, there was another person that had a hole in their head with a spoon sticking out, almost as if they had their brain scrambled. Oh. And then another person had intestines removed and wrapped in and around their waist. This is just yes. Atrocious. They said the lucky ones were found dead. Uh, others were covered in ants with honey. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. honey with ants uh-huh. not ants and honey uh, so they were covered with honey and oh. had ants all over them um, while they were alive obviously so they're getting bit oh. and uh so the, the the problem i have with that though is that that comes from uh genie uh De La book called the haunted house of um, the rue royal in 1946. Mm-hmm. now she says that she got all this stuff from old newspapers and interviews and neighborhood hearsay. Okay, neighborhood hearsay. I mean, come on. Mm-hmm. We all exaggerate stuff. But the the, the truth is that there were bur- uh, uh, buried bodies and parts of bodies in, in the area. But all of the exaggerated parts came from um, mostly news articles and um, from the New Orleans Bee. It's equivalent to the National Enquirer here. Oh, gotcha. So, I mean... Yeah. Take what you get. And the other thing is that the person who gave that information was an informant named Monsignor Montreal. Uh-huh. I cannot say that right, but I think I got it somewhat close. He was a spurned neighbor uh. who was, I guess, in lust or in love with her. And she was like, "Now hit the road, Jack. So mm-hmm. he spread all these rumors or truth. We're not sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, it could be truth. He could have been like, oh, man, I dodged crazy, you know, but- That's what, that's what he did. Uh, And so we don't know whether it's really just horrible, horrible treatment, which is bad in itself, or just a madman, mad woman, mad man, you know, just doing medical experiments. Sure. And as from history. We know a lot of fuckers out there doing experiments on people. Right. (laughs) Um, Anyway, she did want to try to come home back to New Orleans. She was in France. She kept trying to tell her kids she wanted to come back and they were like, Are you crazy? No, we can't. You can't just go back to New Orleans after all that. And she did eventually die in December of 1849. Um, Now, where we get into the ghost stories is that they said that's been over 200 years of paranormal activity. Wow. Yes. Mostly from slaves. They say that uh, or what they believe is slaves. Um, They hear phantom footsteps. They hear moaning from the rooms, feelings of negative energy. And some say even like maybe the negative energy is, you know, LaLaurie, Mm -hmm. her madness descending on the place. Now, um, it's not contributed to all of that because at one point, for a brief point, there were apartments there and there was a tenant named Rob who was brutally murdered. Nothing missing from his house, even though they ruled it as, I think, a robbery, nothing missing. But he was telling friends up to before his death that sprites were after him, and a demon wanted him dead. Wow. Yeah. But he was brutally murdered. And then there was also a brief time that there was an all-girls school. Now, these girls were ages six, seven, and eight years old. Mm-hmm. And they would come in crying to their teachers, and they would have fresh bruises, scratches on their forearms, um, like really deep scratches. And they would be like, who did this to you? And and they would be like, that woman. <gasps> Yeah, oh, I have chills. Yeah. And so <clears throat> there was a couple of things. So that was all old. Uh, the newer things, of course, are the the ghost tours. And, you know, it's on every ghost tour in New Orleans. Right. Um, you know, a guide said that, you know, somebody t- tugs on her mes- message bag occasionally and, or the one time, tugged on her message bag. She turned around. No one was there. And then um, she ignored it. And then it was a sharp yank, It almost knocked her off her feet. Mm. And the other witnesses saw that, the other people at the tour. And then um, the second time she was there, and the the lights were burned out in that section. There was other tours there; it wasn't just her. And she mentioned the name Leah, and the lights flickered on. Wow! And then when she said Leah was the
1: little girl, the little girl
0: that was pushed off the balcony. Yeah, pushed or fell in the courtyard. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, pushed is probably more like it, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And then, um, and then she said her name again, and the lights went off again. So. You know, there's some stories about that. Um, I think that, you know, um, there's probably a lot more stories. There was a medium that mentioned that, um, you know, I mean, I don't know how much I believe about mediums Mm -hmm. because, I mean, yeah, they could have read the story. I mean, this isn't a story that was just made up yesterday. But she would go, oh, this is where a little boy plays pranks. Um, and then there's one where she stopped and she said, Oh, the little girl didn't fall from there. she fell from the courtyard. Oh, and so mm-hmm. she knew stuff, but I don't really, I don't know. I'm just a whole lot of credibility to it. Um, but those are, that's all I can find on the hauntings and you're not allowed inside. So you can't go on a tour inside. So, I mean, I think if you could, you could get some really cool stories yeah. out of that. Um, but no one lives in the property other than maybe, uh, or no one, I'm sorry, no one's allowed in the property, but there is somebody that owns the property now. It. I think he might live in the property. It's some rich, you know, energy guy or tycoon or whatever. He, he actually owns the property. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe and he just doesn't live there. I wouldn't live there either <laughs> with that <laughs> he history, but Nicholas Cage had bought it in 2009. Really? Yeah. And he lost it in a bankruptcy. Hmm. Yeah. Right. When his tank, uh, his career tank. <laughs> I think it was, they say, oh, it was the curse that, you know, Uh he bought this house, his career tanked, and then he lost the house in bankruptcy. Who knows? It could have just been, I mean, I imagine that's a poor investment. Yeah. You're not going to do anything with it. Like turn it into a ghost door, turn it into something amazing. Um, but that's all I have for you on the Lollary home, which is fascinating, but you've been there, right?
1: So, uh, I've been to New Orleans four times and each time, of course, I had to take a tour, um, mm-hmm. haunted tour. And LaLaurie, as you said, is incorporated in every single haunted tour that they put on. So I've definitely been outside of it. I've stood there. I've seen the building. Right. I've heard every version possible of... Uh,
0: uh, of La Lurie's story. Um, now, do they talk about? Do they go give to fancy on the torture of them, or do they just say starved and? Oh no, beaten? they they provide a lot of detail. A lot of detail. A
1: lot of detail. Okay. Um, the one part that I remember is that uh, La Lurie used to love to throw really fancy parties. Mm-hmm. Wow. Being the socialite that she was. Yes. Always showed up fashionably late. To her own parties wearing a different outfit like every hour she would come down with
0: a different outfit on imagine how long it took to change though because yes. the stress then it's not like oh i'm just gonna slip on a robe it right. was uh, elaborate right
1: and she would disappear hours on end in yeah. the middle of her own party huh and the the you know the story is that she would disappear to pay visits to the, uh, the upper floors or, you know, where the, the slaves were kept and who knows, oh, I think she probably got a lot of pleasure out of doing things to the slaves while she had parties going on downstairs. Ew. It's disgusting.
0: Now, did she ever, um, for, this is very tasteful, like tasteless, but did she ever hook up with the slaves? Like not, not that I've heard. That you heard. I mean, because, yeah. you know, um, the American Horror Story, they they were given to some extreme fancies, you know. Gotcha. Um, I One thing I can remember is the man that had the boar face. The, mm. the, that it was like he, obviously you can't chop off a head and put an animal on there and they live. But, you know, that's one thing I remember. But um, the history of this said that they believe that she was so angry and took it. The reason why she had slaves and took it out is because a lot of her family members, the men would either leave their wives or have affairs with women of color. And I guess this was an ongoing thing in the family, but you know, that happened back, you know, back when people had slaves, right. the the masters or mm-hmm. jackasses, as I mm-hmm. want to call them, <laughs> would, you know, just go sleep with the slaves and, you mm-hmm. know, do whatever. But but apparently that's one of the things they said that they think she was upset that that was going on. And, wow. Well, I mean, she's pure evil absolutely evil. evil incarnate absolutely mm. um but i would love to go i think that would be amazing just to go i mean i've been in new orleans but i didn't do any haunted things um and you stayed at a haunted place right uh we did we've done that a couple of times actually mm. um but the the
1: last time it was just a an airbnb um but we heard noises the place was creepy as hell <laughs> uh in the morning, we were, and we stayed there for five nights, every night, 2.30 in the morning, same pattern, tap, 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 you hear someone walking upstairs, sitting down, arguing, same argument, it would go on for like half an hour, and then everything would be shut down, and he would supposedly go to sleep, but it was the same pattern every night. Brian of course slept through the whole thing and I I would be
0: wide awake. Did and he I kill her? Tell you- Did I- he kill her? Did you hear any like noise? Shotgun or mm-hmm. screen? No, Nope. No,
1: but loud, loud, heated arguments.
0: Interesting. Yep. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna say that. I with never you. looked it up. Yeah, I'm not going to stay there. Okay. You have the place. We can look it up, though. We could. We could. We should do that. We should. But I'm not going to stay there with you. No. I want some bougie ass hotel. <laughs> you can go stay at the haunted place, and I'll be like, so. Oh, you know we're going to go at some point. How'd you sleep?
1: <laughs> because we need to do a, a live podcast. Yeah, I know. From the lobby. A haunted place. <laughs> the
0: lobby. <laughs> I will come. I'll go. I'll sleep well, and they'll come to you and be like, so, how'd you uh, sleep? Let's record this. Well, that was my story of La La um, and of course, you know, uh, New Orleans and our visits there, and, and hopefully we can take a tour to get there, but let me tell you, we've had a little a few snafus tonight. I am having a hot flash like nobody's business. Oh, uh, so I think just, we keep taking turns. i <laughs> went to get me some cold so. water. Beer did not help. No, no, <laughs> no. I'm here fanning myself. Mm-hmm. So... Mm-hmm. And of course, you know we're giggling like schoolgirls in the beginning because we couldn't get the beer open. I mean, talk about snafus, man. But um, but it wouldn't be us. No, I know. I mean, come on. We're like chaos. <laughs> what did my friend call me the other day? I forgot what she called. I'm gonna have to ask her. She she called me chaos and something. I was like, absolutely here. Ha- oh, it was Deanna. She called me something. And I was like. That is an accurate description of me. I totally want to know what she called you. I want you. to know what chaos
1: she called chaos for sure. I want to know what she called me. I need yeah. to text her. All right. So you're texting her.
0: But anyway, so um uh <laughs> it was her bachelorette party. She probably doesn't remember. Um, <laughs> uh, so we're going into your story, which I absolutely loved your story. I was reading about it a little bit because I had never really looked into it until you had told me a couple of years ago you want to do it. Of course, I never looked into it then. And I only looked into it like a week ago. And I was like, oh, man, this one's fascinating. Like, I like your story more than mine. Um, but then Danny was like, hey, I think a movie we watched was based on it. It wasn't the one you were telling me about. It was, um, it wasn't a movie either. I don't know if it was a movie. Stephen, um, we, we seem to love Stephen King. But <laughs> he had his um, his movie or show, uh, Rose Red. Ah, uh-huh, yes. Yeah, that was based on... Um, your story. And I don't want to give it away because it's all yours. So take it away. All right, everyone.
1: My story is going to be on the Winchester mansion in San Jose, California. And I don't know how many of you know about the story, but uh, the gist of it is that the uh, owner, Sarah Winchester, uh, was the heiress of the Winchester Rifle, Her father-in-law, Oliver Winchester, was the manufacturer of the famous repeater rifle. Um, And uh, after um, the untimely deaths of Sarah's husband and her very young daughter, she was convinced that she was being haunted um, or cursed by the souls of the, um, the victims of the rifle. So, Basically, she moved to San Jose, bought this property, which at the time had a had a far- farmhouse on it, and she decided that she's going to build. And when I say build, I mean build and build and build. And uh, the the house that started out as being a small, I think, eight bedroom farmhouse uh, turned into a twenty four thousand square foot home by the time that she was well by the time she died um Jesus and this the the reason for this is that she felt that she had to continue to build on the home the noise the the sound of building was her way of um of um keeping the uh, spirits away did you say the medium told her this so what apparently there was a medium that she fucking uh, mediums she, I, you, you mentioned <laughs> yeah. the medium in your I story mean, there's Jesus. a medium involved in this one too um she called on a medium to to kind of figure out what's going on with with her and the medium told her the story about the curse um, and the medium's advice to her was to continue to build. And so she did. Um, and you, you've shared this part from your um, research that she used to plan out and just make her designs and have
0: conversations. Like Saints at night. Yeah. yeah. With, with spirits in the house. And then talk to the foreman in the morning, as long as they were approved. And I'm like, I don't understand that. Like how, why are you conversing with them if you're trying to confuse them? I right. don't understand. Maybe
1: asking permission? Asking permission. So a little bit about the design that we're talking about. So this house could only be, be described as a labyrinth mm-hmm. of rooms, hallways, staircases that lead to nowhere. Um, there were doors that opened to brick walls, staircases that, uh, that climb up. To the ceiling and don't go anywhere. Hmm. Um, rooms within rooms, doors that open to uh, complete open space below. Basically, the house was booby trapped, and she made sure that uh, that whatever was done to the house either warded off the spirits or truly confused them. Really, wow! Um, and uh, there was an earthquake in 1908, which pretty much destroyed um, several areas of this home to, as it was being built, right? Right. Um, all except her bedroom. Her bedroom was untouched by the earthquake. Um, but it did leave her uh, trapped that's, in the room. That's
0: just beyond scary.
1: And she had to be rescued. And basically after that, she decided that she will never sleep in the same room they twice. They closed that room up, right? They closed they the room up.
0: Lock locked the whole thing Locked off, it off. And- I wonder. I like wonder what happened in the time that she was there. I could not imagine. I mean, I I just think of what it would be like to be trapped in an elevator every time the elevator door closes, and I'm like hitting the button, like come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, <laughs> and just nothing happens to you, but your mind plays tricks on you. Absolutely. So, uh,
1: so the continuous construction went on from 1886 to 1922. When she passed away, and that—that's—that was the last time that they did any kind of major renovation to this building. I heard Um, there were like
0: half-done nails in the wall, mm -hmm. like they just went boop boop up and done. Yep, they're like yep, I'm out. I'm
1: out. (laughs) Absolutely. Uh, So, a little bit of interesting stats about the house that Mm -hmm. I thought um, our listeners would be interested in. I mentioned it's twenty-four thousand square feet of of living space. For what it's worth. 10,000 windows, and the interesting thing is Sarah Winchester was fascinated with spider webs and the number 13. And these, uh, windows, stained glass, intricate windows, every single one has some kind of a spider web design and the number 13 worked into it. That's so cool. Whether it's the number or segments, great, and you can count them 13. That'd be a great house for Halloween speaking of halloween they do halloween tours in this house oh nice ding 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 has to be on our uh, on our list of haunted visits um doors 160 rooms 47 stairways and fireplaces Mm -hmm. 17 chimneys 13 bathrooms six kitchens um and at the time Sarah Winchester, who is filthy rich, I mean, the the heiress of the loaded. Winchester rifle, spent $5 million um, in the construction of this house. Um, and really, that's like the equivalent of $70 million today. If she was to do that. Yeah. Wow. So, world's
0: longest home renovation. <laughs> that is not anybody that heard the heavy breathing here. That was not me. It was her. Oh. It was Ozzy's dog. <laughs> she just came right up. She's like, <laughs> she decided to join the join the party. She, it was yeah. yeah. I was thinking you said um, I tried not to laugh because you said booby trapped and all I could think of was Goonies and it's like booby trapped <laughs> that's all I wanted to say and I'm like ah no I can't do it yeah that is so fascinating so like I mean if you see this house um, like you you search up pictures it's just such a fascinating house it truly is I mean it's pretty crazy I mean other than the batshit design I mean oh and there was um there was two things about it. There was a skylight in the floor in one, one of the things they said, there was a skylight in the floor. I don't know what that purpose is. Like, I'm sure it had something to do with in the, I just, I don't, a yeah. skylight in the floor, but, um, there was also a second story door that opened up to nothing. Yes. So if you went in, you went, Whoo, That's it. you know, yep. it's like, whoopsie. Right. I mean, that's crazy. She had a seance
1: room with, with booby-trapped doors. I mean, doors that were not the real doors and were only opened from the inside and not outside. So the whole
0: house completely booby-trapped. Danny wants a house like that so bad. <laughs> That's when he gets his own house and he stays there and I stay here. <gasps> you mean a booby-trapped house? A booby-trapped or a, house. He wants a, a hidden, haunted hidden house. passageways and, you know, like Ooh. cool little creepy areas. I'm like, no, I don't want that. You know, he does everything he can to scare me as it is. Like, have you
1: ever had dreams like that, where you're living in a house that isn't your house and no, it's got secret no, rooms? Really? You have? All the time.
0: No, all I the don't. Time. I don't do that. Nope. Uh, I don't. I I guess my, my brain doesn't want to even think about that. <laughs> but no, he says that all the time, but he'll, he'll do things to scare me. Like every single time I know it's coming to, and I'll be like, I'll walk in the room. I'm like, son of a bitch he's hiding (laughs) and I know he's hiding and I'll walk up and I'll go look at the other side of the bed and I'm prepared to see him there and I don't I'm like okay and then I'll go to the closet and I'll look in and he's not there I'm like oh okay and then I'll go to another door and he's there and I still scream and I'm like god I'm like god damn it
1: every single
0: time he's the youngest brother our youngest Mm, kid you know he's got that little boy mental little brother mentality but Um, So you've got something pretty exciting coming up.
1: Yes. Yes. So Brian and I are taking a trip to Iceland in a few days, and we're going to be there for for about seven days. It's for our 30th wedding anniversary. Kudos to you. Thank you. Um, And of course... What are we going to do while we're there? <laughs> we're heading up some haunted spots. So hopefully when I get back, I'll
0: have some stories to tell. Yes. And you are going to, you sent me, she sent me the link of some of the places. And uh, one is a haunted pub. And you 100% need to go there and record live while you're there. I don't Absolutely. care what the sound sounds like. I don't care how loud it is. Dishes well, interview clean. interview people. Glasses breaking, whatever. I think it just adds to it. Absolutely. That and their accents. And and uh, we can just uh, translate if we need to. <laughs> right? If you can't understand them. <laughs> I don't know how thick the accents are in Iceland. But you just, uh, you know, write down notes, do whatever you got to do. You got it. And uh, I'm going to uh, try to take Dan away for, it's not, we're not going away this weekend, but as a Father's Day present, we're trying to, I'm trying to find some like maybe uh, haunted breweries local that we can go away for like a weekend. I don't want to stay in a place. I just, (laughs) as we know, and you guys realize I am the biggest fucking chicken. One of these days, (laughs) I'm going to convince you to stay someplace
1: with me overnight Mm -hmm. and we'll we'll survive. We'll get through to the end we're gonna stay up
0: all night (laughs) like all night (laughs) and if you fall asleep I will kick you no night terrors no night terrors well you have the night terrors so did you want to touch on that tell us a little bit
1: about your Uh, night terrors so I do have night terrors from time to time Mm -hmm.
0: um they've gotten worse recently right worse recently yeah has nothing to do with our podcast none (laughs) It, it was worse before the podcast. Absolutely. You haven't had one since? No.
1: Okay. No. Um, yeah. So the last one I've had, what, two, three, four months ago, mm-hmm. probably. Um, really, I, I don't even know how to describe it, but it was so vivid. Um, it. Uh, I was having dreams within a dream, which I sometimes have, where I think I'm awake, but I'm still dreaming. And I think that I've woken up from a dream, but I haven't. Right. Um. And this particular one, um, I was sleeping in the hallway of all places, supposedly, not really in my dream. Mm. I'm sleeping in the hallway and there is loud noise and partying going on in my son's bedroom. Now keep in mind, my son is in New York. Yeah, He's off uh, at college. He's not home. Mm -hmm. And in my dream, I'm frustrated. I'm getting angry because there's all this loud noise coming from his bedroom and I'm getting pissed off. and getting mad. I have to get up the, um, the next day. I have work in the morning and I'm thinking, what is he doing partying? What is that noise? And I'm getting frustrated, but it's not like I'm going over there to yell at him or anything. I'm just getting frustrated. Right. So in my, in the dream, I get up, but I'm like levitating and floating back to my bedroom uh-huh. where i then try to go to sleep lie in bed mm-hmm. and as and again this is a dream within a dream right you're still asleep i'm i'm telling myself i need to get some sleep and the light in my closet goes off
0: mm-hmm. or on i'm
1: sorry it was off it, it goes on and i'm getting pissed off i'm i get up i go over to turn off the light and my closet, I turn it off and I'm heading back to bed and the light goes on again. And now I'm just like, come on, this is ridiculous. So I go in there, stick my head in to figure out what's going on. And there's this ghostly white figure hanging upside down from the ceiling oh. in my closet. Oh. I've got oh. a I've got a huge walk-in closet. So yeah, yeah, you yeah. know uh, but it's it's just perched on the ceiling. It's, it's perched just hanging on the there. ceiling oh my God. with its face upside down staring at me. And all I remember is you know the the head just coming at me and i am screaming i'm paralyzed screaming help um and and i guess that finally got me out of my dream and and i woke brian up he says i was moaning in my sleep he was like well i scared him and the part that i didn't mention is that bella was pacing that entire night in the hallway of all places back and forth between Nikki's room and
0: our room. And she never does that because I slept in the other room and she literally, even with us there, knew that she went to her bed, laid down. And the only time she came over was in the morning to be like, Oh, Hey, you awake? (laughs) She's like sticking her nose under the door. There and was, that was it.
1: something very unsettling that night.
0: That's crazy. That was going
1: on that affected Bella.
0: And that's weird because you've never had any um, bad experiences in this house. This was never. the only, and it was only a dream. Only a but dream. But your dog must have, I'm guessing, maybe heard you being upset in your dream and she freaked out, I guess. Could be. I don't know. Or maybe sensed something. But the fact that in my dream,
1: I started in the hallway where she was pacing back and forth is right. really...
0: That's crazy. Freaks me out. That is so can't explain
1: it. And then usually when I have these night tears, I wake up with such a feeling of dread, and uh, like a huge heavy weight is on my chest. Oh, major pressure on my chest. Um, and I wonder if you see a doctor about
0: that. that. I mean, like I I don't know. Maybe it's the house. I mean, like you said, it's only been in this house. Mm -hmm. It's been, you know. Wonder if that is. I mean, it's obviously conditioned. I don't think I could live like that. Like I think that I would probably have a heart attack in my dream. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like, I, I, I would scare myself to death. <laughs> That'd be horrible. I couldn't, I can't even imagine. I mean like, you know, Deanna has the night, ter- the night paralysis and you have night terrors. Yeah. And the funniest thing is I'm hearing more and more stories about this because we started this. Like, Some of our uh, fans, friends, and and right now I think all our fans are just friends. (laughs) (laughs) All of our listeners, um, you know, I've gotten text messages. Speaking of which, I got a lot of response from the last episode. Like Rick was a rock star. Love it. I'm going to have to ask him if he has any more stories. He thought they just (laughs) need to be around beer. Uh Uh-huh. But I'm sure he does. But, uh, you know, I'm going to have to, I'm hearing a lot more stories. Um, And you have a couple lined up. I do. I do. So I'm meeting, I'm, I'm going to a wedding this weekend, my niece's wedding. And one of her friends is from England, uh, originally from Connecticut. So none of her stories are in England. They're actually from Connecticut as a little girl. And we all know the Northeast is like hella haunted. So I mean, Shalom, come on. Yeah. And so she's got some really creepy stories. So she's going to, we're going to sit down and talk about that. If we find time, it is wedding festivities. Mm-hmm. So we're going to do that. Um, Oh, our first episode when I was talking about our house. Yeah. Um. I, you know, they, my relatives played it back and they were listening and everything. And there's a couple corrections on that. And, oh, you are going to freak out when I tell you this. When I told you Armenia said she heard the beer. man. Oh, yeah.
1: You're <laughs> no, going to grab some more boring. beer.
0: Uh, when Armenia said that she, the guy said hola to her. Yeah. I've forgotten like the entire story and a little bit else. So she was a, she was half asleep. It was morning. And she was like, I'm not going to get up yet. And it was like kind of starting to daylight, or starting to daybreak. She's like, no, oh, I'm just going to roll over. And she heard a man very clear go, hey. What? And she didn't answer. And then then, then he said, hola. It was like, he was like, oh, maybe she doesn't speak English, you know? Oh, my gosh. And then a couple days later, maybe it was a couple days or a couple weeks later, she was laying in her bed. Um, she was about to get up. And she heard a little girl talking to her outside her door. We do not have little girls in our house, people. We do not have little girls. A little girl. It was a little girl talking to her. She said she did not. Yeah, she did not feel um, scared, but she also said in my country, we do not invite them in. We do not Mm -hmm. invite that energy. She said, you ignore them Mm -hmm. because if you engage, you invite them into like talking to you more and everything. So she's like, in my country, we don't do that. And so she's like. I rolled over and I went back to sleep. I was like, no, thank you. (laughs) um, But the creepiest thing, and I cannot believe I did, I forgot about this. Remember when I said that we didn't really have any experiences when we first moved in? Yeah. Well, we did. Now I'm going to try to explain this away. Also, Jeff, my middle son, sleeps in the top floor, like all the way up the fourth floor. It's a loft. He Mm -hmm. has a loft and then a tiny hallway with his bedroom and bath. And... We were dog-sitting, um, Choo Choo, is an English mm-hmm. bulldog, and uh, he, Jeff opens the door, and he lets Choo Choo out, and Choo Choo just runs down, because he hears all of us, and he goes out with the other dogs. Well, he opened the door, let Choo Choo out, and then later he came downstairs, and he goes, oh, where's where's Marty? I'm like, she went to work. And he goes, really? That fast? And I'm like, she left like an hour and a half ago. And he goes, no, she didn't. I'm like, yeah, she did And he goes, she was just in my loft. <gasps> I'm like, what are you talking about? No, she wasn't. Like I was sitting here and she had breakfast with me and she left. He goes, I swear to you, I opened the door because Choo Choo wasn't there the day before. Uh-huh. I opened the door to let Choo Choo out. And there was this moon chair. We have one of these moon chairs. Yeah. And he goes, there was a girl sitting in the <gasps> chair with, ha- with all I saw was a girl with blonde hair. And the TV was on. The game thing was on. Uh, and he didn't think anything I of totally it. And he closed the door out. and went to sleep. I know, me, goosebumps. And he said- I swear to you. So me explaining it was like, maybe you saw her yesterday. Your, bra- your, brain, your brain is playing tricks mm-hmm. on you. Maybe it was yesterday. He goes, mom, Choo Choo wasn't here yesterday. I wouldn't have opened the door to let her out. Oh. And I was like, well, Marty was in your loft yesterday, but not today. Mm-hmm. So that freaked me out. But I mean, of course, nothing since then other than a little girl talking to Mina. Mm-hmm. And then um, that couple of days, I guess he got spooked out about that. We were in the office moving furniture around and, you know, we had a, we had Bettis was our new fee at that time was 120 pound new fee. Right. And he saw something walk by and it was just me and him and he assumed it was Bettis. And then he realized Bettis was laying down at our feet in the hallway, like inside oh. the room, like near the bathroom. So some figure. And so he jumped mm. and then I jumped and then I was like. You need to stop because I told him we just bought this house. And I was like, do not make me burn this house down. Do not make me move. We just spent a lot of money here. But those are two stories that happened when we moved there in 2018. Again, none of those type of things have happened since. Don't see anything, nothing. Just the other stories I told you about the house. But I mean, creepy as fuck. (laughs) But yeah, those are my corrections because- People like to listen and then go, oh, Charity, you forgot this. Or how about that? Sure. And I'm like, damn it. I wish I had remembered. So right. I got to give you guys a little bit of uh, teasers and everything. So, <laughs> but well, that's it for us tonight. We're running a little long. So we thought we would, uh, you know, end it here. And hopefully we'll have some amazing Iceland stories and Connecticut stories for you when we come back. Absolutely. So please come back and please continue to like us and share with your friends until next time. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.